Now that it's December and we are in full-on holiday celebration mode, I find myself having a lot of conversations with my friends reflecting on what's happened in the past year. So I thought that this month what I would do is share a little bit behind the scenes of what's been going on inside not just the mastery program, but what it takes to actually build it. And this has been top of mind recently because No BS Mastery is about to celebrate being in business for three years, which means that I have a small group of students who are really looking towards that next step. Now, some people come into our program and they already have a long-term vision for building a one-to-many business. And some people don't even have that on our radar, but when they get to a certain level of authority and when their branding agency is starting to generate more than enough cash to support them and more than enough time freedom to reinvest in other places, they start to look around and say, well, what's my next step? That's exactly what happened to me. And that's actually how I ended up with this program in the first place, because I was making more money than I needed. And I had so much extra time that I looked around as an entrepreneur and I thought, okay, well, what else can I do? To be clear, I don't think this is the path for everybody by any means, nor do I think that you should want to go in this direction. But if you know that at some point you want to go into the course world or you want to go into being a coach or having your own mastermind or having your own coaching program, then I'll tell you right now that building your done-for-you services into a very profitable business is actually the best way to do it. Whether building a course or starting a coaching program sometime in the future, any sort of business where you are doing one-to-many work is something on your radar or not. I can tell you that building a no BS agency, one that is full of profit and full of time freedom and builds your authority is actually the most direct path to get there. And what I wanna do today is just share a little bit of the backstory of how I got to starting this program three years ago why I made the decision to go all in on it. And then I'll share just a little bit of insight into what I've learned is needed in order to do this in a profitable way where you're not tearing your hair out and how different building a one-to-many program is from building a done-for-you service. All right, this is gonna be a juicy episode, so buckle up and let's get started. You're listening to the No BS Agency Podcast. We talk strategies that can take your one to two person branding agency from $5,000 to $30,000 per month without hiring employees or working your ass off. All you have to do is cut the BS. I am Pia Silva. So I first jumped into the course world all the way back in 2015. At that time, we had been selling our brand ups exclusively for over a year, and we were doing really well. We were making lots of cash, we were enjoying ourselves, um, and we were in a completely different place financially and emotionally than we had been just a year earlier. By about the summer of 2015, we had gotten our prices up for our intensives, our one-day intensives, to $10,000. And we were doing about two of them a month. We were making a really good living, and we had a lot of time available. 
And at that point, it felt like there were a lot of opportunities open to us. We could keep working with more clients to make more money, or we could do something else. Now, I had read this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, about six months earlier, and I got into this concept of having an income-producing asset. He talks about real estate, investing in real estate, and how you can generate income without doing anything. I wasn't ready to do that, uh, but I did like the concept and I started to look around at what kind of product I could create and sell. After going around in circles, all kinds of ideas that were physical products, we kind of came full circle back to, you know, we've got something really special here and something that I think we could teach to other people. And we should make a course because then we won't have to put any money up front to do it and then we'll be able to sell it and it'll be pure profit. Ha ha ha. That's what we thought. (laughs) So We ended up taking about six months off from working with clients just to build this course. We spent the second half of 2015 almost exclusively making this course. And we put so much time into the first version of this. We made this like animated boot camp. Um, I, you know, wrote it, recorded it. Steve made animations. We put sound effects and music into it because our thinking was there are already so many courses out there and we need it to not just be helpful, we want it to be entertaining. We want it to be something that people want to binge watch, that they're not feeling exhausted by sitting down to watch these lessons, but instead are really enjoying them. And the difference between just giving information and making something really entertaining is probably five of those six months. So I had to learn my lesson the hard way, but that's what we did. So we launched that bootcamp in 2016, and I thought this was going to be the easiest thing to sell. I had a list of 1,500 people. I dropped the offer and crickets. I offered this bootcamp that was fully recorded with two coaching calls a week for 10 weeks for $500. And it took so much effort to just get, I think I had like 10 or 12 people in the initial group. Okay, so six months of work building this and then so much work selling it. And I think all in, we brought in like five or $6,000 from this first version. So I, I ran that first version. People loved it. Um, it was a lot of time and energy from me, but it was also the beginning, right? This was the first time I was ever getting on calls and helping people. So I was really nervous. I was really scared that I wasn't going to give enough value. Obviously, I was giving them tons of my time and I felt very responsible for everyone getting as many results as they possibly could, understandably. While I was doing that, I spent that entire next year just figuring out how to get other people to buy this. How was I going to get it to that place that I had always heard about where people just buy your course, where you make money while you're sleeping? Well, it's pretty laughable because for the entire year of 2016, I barely sold any of them. And I spent a lot of time and money trying. I spent a lot of money on funnels. I hired different people to help me. I spent a lot of money on Facebook ads that didn't work. I ended up investing in another Facebook ad program, learning it myself, spending over $10,000 just trying to get the Facebook ads to convert, trying to get my webinar and my funnels to convert. This was a huge lesson and I basically spent all year doing it. Now, how was I able to spend an entire year and a lot of money, tens of thousands of dollars between the ad spend, between the companies that I hired to help me that made stuff that I didn't end up using or didn't end up working, the coaches that I worked with, the programs I took, how was I able to spend all that money and all that time trying to get this thing off the ground? Well, because I was doing brand ups on the side. 
we were taking on clients and doing one or two a month. We were continuing to raise our prices. I think at that point, our one-day brand up was about $15,000 and our two-day was about twenty. So we were doing those pretty consistently. And that's how I had the time and the money to invest in trying to get this course to sell. Now, that was a lot of energy. And then all year until November of 2016, when I started to get the ads to work. And all of a sudden, the ads, every dollar I put into the ad, I got $2 back. So I got the ads to a place where for every $500 I spent, I got two sales at $500. And that was really exciting. And I actually scaled up my ads very, very quickly at that point. I spent $20,000, I'll never forget this because it was so much money. I spent $20,000 in the month of November of 2016 and I made $40,000. I got however many sales that is, 80 sales. And I was ecstatic. I thought, oh my gosh, I finally figured it out. Now you have to remember, that sounds really impressive, right? But I actually ended up netting $20,000, which did not even cover all the expenses and all the time that I had spent that whole year trying to make this money. Okay, but I did figure it out and I did now have all these assets. I had this funnel, I had a webinar, I had an understanding of Facebook ads, I got the ads to convert, I learned a lot in the process, and of course I had the program itself. In the next few months, uh, it was very hard for me to keep that ROI up. So the ROI started to dip. You know, for every $500 I spent, I didn't get two sales. Maybe I got one and a half and I got really nervous and I ended up turning the ads off at some point or drastically um, shrinking them. I spent the next two years into 2019 trying different things to get these this course to sell. I did a bunch of different versions of it. Um, I worked with different coaching programs. I, I had different coaches. I made all kinds of different versions of webinars and funnels. And I made money from it. Don't get me wrong. Like We probably brought in about $100,000 a year doing this. But I was hustling all the time and I never got it to just run on its own. I never did. So that is the honest truth. Now, did I make money while I slept? Technically, yes, because sales would come in while I was asleep sometimes. That was very exciting. But it didn't mean that I could forget about it. I was always working on this funnel. And I was learning a ton doing it, right? So at the time, it felt like such a slog. It felt like, how am I going to get this to work? But what I was actually doing was building an incredible vault of understanding and skills around all of the different things that are necessary to make a program work, to make product sales work. Fast forward, I did that for a few years. We're doing brand ups the whole time, by the way. So all these brand ups that we're doing are supporting me learning this. It's paying for my education. I didn't realize that at the time, but I can see that in retrospect. 2019, I ran a couple of uh, mastermind groups. I wanted to offer a higher level of support to a small group of people. Those were very successful. There was actually an idea from a colleague of mine. She said, if you've got this list of engaged fans, you can easily do a mastermind and you don't really need to create anything for it. You can just make the offer for people who want to work with you. And that's what I did. Um, I did that in 2019. I did two uh, rounds of that. And then in 2020, I decided I'm going to do one year-long version. I did a mastermind for 10 business owners for the year of 2020. We started in January. 
you know where this is going. <laughs> that was an interesting year. Uh, a few people dropped out after COVID hit. They just couldn't handle it. They actually decided they didn't want to do business anymore. And a group of them stayed with me the whole year. And some of those people had wild success in the second half of the COVID year. That was a huge learning experience. We continued to do brand ups during that 2020 year. That, thank goodness we had the brand ups because again, like COVID hit the income that I was expecting to get from this mastermind that I had 10 people agree to pay, and then I lost some of them. So again, able to fall back on having this intensives model. Uh, we did a couple of $30,000 brand ups in the months following COVID for business owners who were completely unaffected by it. So that was very lucky. And again, so helpful to be able to do this model and to do these intensive projects and pull some cash out that can then pay for you to continue to further your other goals. All of that experience gave me the clarity and the guts to basically start from scratch at the end of 2020. I took all my learnings, all the frameworks that I had built over the years of coaching and, and building this course and changing the course and upgrading it, and frankly, all my failures, and I decided to go all in on building something that is now called No BS Agency Mastery. And going all in on it meant that I was going to go all in on teaching only one to two person branding agencies. That is a very specific niche. And it was a big decision to do. And it was very scary. Uh, there was potentially a lot of risk involved. And in order to do this, I decided it was go big or go home, right? I either believe in this step or I don't. So I didn't hedge my bets. I rebranded overnight. I deleted 10,000 people from my email list, all of the people who were not in this niche. I shut down a 2,000-person Facebook group, and I started a brand new one, a fresh one called No BS Agency Owners that I still have today. And then I joined a coaching program called Black Belt with Taki Moore. It is specifically to teach how to build a coaching program. And I just decided I'm all in, right? This is my next step. Now, as extreme as all of that sounds, I still had the brand ups to fall back on. So while I was erasing my email list and going all in on this, I continued to take brand up clients here and there because that was generating some of the cash to support us. But let's explore why I would do something so extreme. I mean, if I had a good thing going, if I had these brand ups that were doing so well and they were generating a good amount of money and a great amount of freedom, why would I basically take all my energy away from that and go all in on this new thing? Why would I change my brand? My brand, worst of all design, badass your brand, it had pretty good name recognition. Why would I stop doing that and start another business that I frankly didn't know how to build? Here's why. At the time, it had been a little over three years since I had published my book, Badass Your Brand. And over those three years, I heard from a lot of people. Many of them became amazing clients, Others bought my bootcamp or joined one of those masterminds. But I heard from a group of people over and over again that were actually in our industry. People who were running businesses just like ours, small branding agencies, asking me, how can I learn how you built your business? 
Because my book, Badass Your Brand, it was meant to share what I learned about branding companies, right? And to inspire all service businesses to do things like be bolder in their messaging, right? Badass their branding, um, how to productize their services, how to install our lead product method. I was trying to encourage people to charge premium prices. I was explaining what it means to charge premium prices and how important looking at profit over revenue is. And I really just wanted to inspire people to find the freedom and ease in their businesses. But in the process of talking about all of that on the book, I actually ended up explaining how we ran our agency. So kind of in the background, I was talking about how we did these intensives. And all these agency owners who read the book and had businesses like ours kept asking me, well, I want to know more about that. How are you doing those intensives? And the how of all of that behind the scenes isn't something I even touched on in this book. So we are coming up on the end of 2020, and I was in a really weird place. The world had turned upside down, but I was still making a really good living, and I was just a little disillusioned. I was just feeling um, like I didn't have my mojo. I wasn't super excited about my business anymore. And I didn't need to change anything. And I think that was part of it. So I ended up calling up one of my previous business coaches, Carolyn Herforth, and I booked a VIP day with her. And I didn't even know what we were going to do. I just said, I need to talk to somebody who is smart and who has good questions and good ideas. And I went to her apartment on the Upper West Side and I sat in her living room for a day And we dug deep. And one of the questions she asked me then was, what do you have that nobody else has? What can you offer the world that nobody else can offer? Now, that's a really intimidating question. If somebody asks you, what can you do that nobody else can do? You have to really be confident in yourself to say anything, right? Of course, other people can do what I do, right? Uh, I felt pretty on the spot. But the more we talked about it, the more it became clear that I did have something that nobody else had. I had this whole process that I had built in our agency. I'm sure that there are people out there who are doing similar types of things. Um, You know, the idea of doing a sprint, like an intensive project, it's not like that didn't exist before. The idea of selling strategy isn't a completely new concept. But I did realize that there was something about the way that we did it for our specific niche. And the fact that we had organically built this process over years out of trial and error, working with clients and making it something that really worked for us in this niche very specifically, that I came to feel really confident and said to Carolyn, that's what we have. We've got this model and nobody else has that. And guess what? People who have businesses like ours have been asking me to learn this model for years. And it all kind of came together. And I said, I think that's what I have to do. (laughs) I think I have to go all in on this no BS agency model. Now, that's not what it was called at the time, but that's what it's called now. All of a sudden, I was totally lit up again. It felt like this was the next step in my entrepreneurial journey. And I think it felt like it was the perfect amalgamation of everything I had done up until now. It was like when somebody gets their PhD and they do all of this work and all of this research for years and years and years, and then they write this thesis at the end, this big idea that they back up with everything they've learned up until then. That's what this felt like to me. It felt like it was pulling from 
all of my experiences building my agency, all of my experiences working with clients, all of my experiences selling courses and learning how to sell courses and coaching people and consulting with business owners. All of these things came together into this program. And so I just felt like I had been thinking about it for years, kind of on the side. It was on the back burner. It was a later thing because it was such a big change. And at that point, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to do this at some point and we might as well do it now. So that's what we did. It was scary, um, but it was also really invigorating. And it has been a wild three years, let me tell you. Tons of ups and downs behind the scenes. In fact, each year of this business has been quite different. Now, I could talk all day about what it looked like to build this business, um, but I want to kind of give you some key insights that I think would be helpful for somebody who's doing done-for-you services right now who might want to do this in the future. So you can get an idea of what it actually takes and what can prepare you to do it well and maybe that you don't want to do it, right? Because there are a lot of skills that I've had to build that not everybody wants to build. So here's the first thing. As you heard from my story, I got a rude awakening when I tried to sell my initial course and nobody bought it. And it took me that full year when I was trying to figure out how to sell it to realize that selling a course is a completely different business than selling done-for-you services. The buying process is different. The target market is different. The marketing is different. The numbers are different. When you're selling a course, you have to sell in volume. So what I see a lot of people with done for you services think is they go, well, you know, I want to raise my prices. I want to do my projects at a high premium price, but I talk to so many people who don't have the budget and I want to make something for them. I think the thinking is that if I had something smaller, all these people who say they can't afford me, but want to work with me will buy my course. And I have not found that to be true at all. In fact, I thought that my boot camp initially I thought it was going to be an entryway to hiring us. In the entire time that I sold my boot camp, I had one person buy the course and then hire us. It was just two completely different markets. People who are done for you and people who are willing to pay with their time more than their money are a different level of business owner. They're in a different place in their business and they're looking for a different thing. So I found that there was no overlap, which means that I inadvertently started a second business that I didn't know how to run without realizing it. And that was confusing. It took us years to realize that we called it Brand Up Bootcamp because we thought it was just this lower tier version of our done for you service, when really that was very confusing because it wasn't that. It was a completely different thing. But you can see from even that naming mistake that we didn't realize that for a really long time. So I think it's important to note that creating a course is not the downsell for your done-for-you service clients who can't afford you. The second thing I, I learned over years of selling different versions of this is that I found it's actually much easier to sell done-for-you services, even at very high prices, than selling coaching or courses. Because with done-for-you services, all you have to do is get the person you're talking to to believe that you can do it. And I always found that to be pretty easy because once I had enough experience and enough confidence and we had great work, it was easy for me to convey that to prospects. In fact, that's a lot of what we do inside Mastery is helping our students build that confidence, 
have those processes that they can also show off, it's so much easier to get somebody to agree to hire you to do it for them than it is to get someone to believe that they can do it. And that was the rude awakening that I found. People believed that I could do it. They didn't believe that they could do it. And it's a totally different sales process to help people believe in themselves and believe that if they show up and do the work, they can get the results. So in the very beginning, when I didn't understand any of this, I met a lot of resistance from people who felt like it all sounds great. I just don't know if it will work for me because I honestly don't trust myself to show up and do the work, or I just don't know if I'm good enough to do it, or I'll do it, but it won't be as good as what you're doing. And so it won't work. And these are all very real and understandable feelings. And learning how to help people overcome those feelings so that they can get the help that they need is a totally different skill. So I guess I'm going into the skills you need to build if you're going to sell one-to-many services that you don't need when you're selling done-for-you services. That's one, like understanding the psychology of somebody buying something where they have to show up and actually do the work in order to get the results. The other skill I had to build was the skill that I had been avoiding in my branding agency when I wanted to keep it small. If you know my story and you'll recall, I did have two employees back in 2013, 2014, and I tried to build a team and it went horribly wrong. It was very unprofitable. I now know why that is. It's because I had no business having employees because I had no skill I had no skill in the realm of hiring, training, keeping people accountable, managing people, managing projects. I was a really nice boss. I was focused on wanting our team to love working for us and I was super helpful, but it didn't work for the business. And I can tell you now, you know, almost 10 years later, when I have a team again of amazing people that By the way, even to get to the place I am now with the amazing team I have, I had to go through quite a few team members in the first few years of this business to learn all of those skills, how to hire the right people, how to onboard them correctly, how to manage them, how to make sure that what they're doing is delivering at the level that we want, Um, what it looks like to compensate someone fairly, how to compensate someone in a in a way that motivates them, how to motivate people to show up and do their best work where they love to work with you. All of these things are skills that it took me these years building this business to build myself. Now, what I see is a lot of people make the same mistake I did, which is I hired people too early when I didn't have the hiring and managing skills to do it. And then I ended up just working for the employees. And I see that so much in our industry. You have too much work, you don't have enough time. And so your first thought is, I need to start outsourcing this. So you start hiring people and outsourcing it, but the the profitability isn't there. So you end up just selling lots of projects just to cover the costs of the employees that you have. And I think that a big reason that happens is because there's a huge skill gap when you've never hired or managed employees before or contractors or for that matter. If you have never done it, then you don't know what you don't know. And if you're going to scale something like a course um, or like a coaching program, then you're going to need some help. And being skilled enough to know how to recognize what that help looks like is critical to your success. So 
even though I had some experience in Facebook ads, I still spent the last three years also learning a lot about that so that I could finally hire the right company. The company we work with now, the ad girls, are amazing. And I could not have seen how amazing they were if I didn't have any of that experience that I've had over many years. So those are some of the big lessons that I have learned and the skills that I've had to build. And then the other thing that I think made it really possible for me to build this business and have early success, because when I first launched it in February of 2021, I did have an initial, like, I forget, 50-something people join it. But that was because I had a big following and I had a decent amount of authority. I had written my book. I had my Forbes column for years and years. I had built up a, a decent following on Instagram. A lot of people knew me, and I had their trust. And that is probably the most important point here. And it's why I am now talking to some of the people inside Mastery about looking towards the future and getting ready to potentially launch something like that in the next six to 12 months, because they are now starting to build that momentum with their authority. These are my students who have been with me for you know almost two years now. They've gone through building the no BS model. They're really good at closing LPs, at writing LP briefs, at upselling them. They've gotten their prices to really premium, profitable levels. They know how to deliver an intensive in a short amount of time so that it's really profitable and so that the work is at a very high level, so that clients are really excited. That has allowed them to shrink the time that they spend working with clients and invest that time that they've freed up into building their authority machine. They've now built their authority machine or they're almost at the end of building their authority machine. They're starting to get inquiries from people they've never heard of. They're starting to have people book LPs on their website without talking to them. That is the turning of the ties that we need to get to in order to get to the next step. What I've advised them on, um, the people that are really at that forefront of this is okay you've you're you're right there your momentum is growing you have this authority machine let's invest a little bit more time into growing your audience let's milk that authority for a little while right let's fill it out let's make sure you have all the core content you need let's make sure you've got a decent email list and you have your clear ways that you're growing it so that you have more and more people coming in every single day and nurturing them because when it's time for you to drop your one-to-many offer, you want to be like I was in 2021. You want to be able to drop an offer to a warm group. You know, they say fish in a barrel, shooting fish in a barrel. You want like a barrel full of hungry fish who all think you are amazing and they believe what you have to say, and then you drop your one-to-many offer. That, to me, is the fastest path to moving into a one-to-many space. And you don't have to choose, by the way. In fact, don't choose. <laughs> you should continue. I'm talking now to my students who are, are this, and I, I told them this recently. If you have this really successful done-for-you service, if you have a really successful no BS agency model, keep doing the services while you build this other income stream. You're going to want it because while you build this other machine, you have a whole other business to build. Over the last three years, I have built and rebuilt a funnel with hundreds of emails, 
multiple times, right? I have written and filmed and uh, refilmed and edited dozens of versions of videos. I have created tons of content around this new message. Um, I have done over a hundred podcast episodes. There are so many things that I did to create this machine and I needed time to do it. And so I continued to do brand ups to help support that, right? I was able to make a bunch of sales in the beginning and I continued to be able to make sales this whole time, but not necessarily at the level that I needed to have enough cash to invest back into it. So over the last three years, each year has been slightly different. The first year was just getting this off the ground, right? Getting enough people in it so that I could justify putting all of my energy into building the actual program, writing, filming, delivering all of the content. The second year was about getting clear on how to deliver support in the best way. It was getting better at managing people. It was finding people that made more sense in the roles that they were in. It was learning more about what messaging was going to be important to bring people in and bring the right people in. It was lots of trial and error and learning what was working and what wasn't and plenty of failures along the way. And I think all of that trial and error was necessary to get us to year three. Now this year was a bit of a turning point. The first six months of this year, we basically redid all of our marketing. It wasn't that we changed it, it was just that we tightened it up, we focused in on the messaging that worked, I had the time to edit things that I had done very quickly in the past, right? Because you're always doing things as fast as possible to try to keep up. So I, I went back and I like made it tighter, I made all these funnels tighter, there were all sorts of things that we were doing. And frankly, that took so much energy and time and focus between doing that and supporting our students, that was all I had time to do. So we did almost no selling in the first half of this year, which meant we were not bringing in new income. Now, I'm being super transparent about this because during that time, cash flow was just going down. And that's another example of a skill that needs to be built ahead of time before you go into a business like this, in my opinion. As cash flow was going down and I was basically starting to use a lot of credit, line of credit, I was investing in us. And I was going into the red to do it. And that would be very scary. And I got scared at times, but I've had enough experience doing that, that I knew that all of that investment was going to pay off on the back end. I knew that we were doing it for a reason. I knew that tightening up these funnels, getting better at this messaging, like all these different things that we invested in was going to pay off in spades after. And that's a really important thing to know if you're gonna go into a one-to-many business like this. There are going to be those dips where you are gonna be spending a lot of time and money making things better, trying things and getting them to work, where you won't be making the money that you need to make. And how much, like how strong is your stomach for that kind of experience? You can't just feel comfortable in that position. You have to work your way up to it. So, you know, being a business owner means being okay with ebbs and flows. Business is cyclical. You're never going to have just steady $10,000, $20,000 months, whatever it is. The only way to have an equally steady paycheck is to get a job. But that doesn't mean that you can't make more and more money. It just means that you have to be comfortable with the fact that your cash flow is going to go up and down 
And it should, because when your cash flow is down, it's usually a time of investment. It's a time of planting seeds for future growth. And that's what the first half of this year was. It was cash flow going down, but lots of amazing things happening behind the scenes. That brings us to today, because the second half of this year was all of the that seed planting and all of that work coming to fruition. So we have done a ton of good stuff. I'm going to share a little bit more about it in uh, the coming weeks, but there have been huge leaps and bounds in the quality of the people coming in, the quality of the support that we're able to deliver. Um, our community is growing and we are able to deliver support at a very high level despite there being more and more people in, which is really important to me. The quality of the curriculum has only gotten better uh, and it's getting tighter and tighter as we continue to work on it. So all of these things are um, representative of what it takes to build something like this. So I hope that that has been insightful to you, whether or not that's something you want to do in the future. All I can say is it's a wild ride. You got to be ready for it. But the best way to get ready for it, if you want to do it later, is to have a business, build a business that can generate the cash that you need and the time that you need to build it. So you need to have something that can support you because there is a lot of upfront cost, money and time to build a one-to-many program. And it's not just once, it's throughout the building, there's gonna be all these lulls and you have to be ready for that. And so that's one thing. And the other thing is building your authority so that when the time comes, you are not scrambling to find people who wanna work with you, but you have uh, an already existing list of people who are interested. Those are the two things I would say you need in order to get to that next step of building a one-to-many course. That's just been my experience. And remember, I spent five years before I started this program doing different kinds of programs and offers and courses like this in order to learn all the skills that I needed to make this happen. So whether or not you want to do this in the future or you're just open to it, to me, the best thing you can do if you are a one to two person branding agency is to focus on making your business as profitable and full of freedom and flexibility as possible. Once you get to those levels where you're making more money than you need in a lot less time than you're working now, that's when the roads are open to you. And you can choose to make more money with more clients or to take more vacation and just live a super balanced life or invest that time and money into building your next thing. If that sounds like something that you want to do, go to nobsagencies.com slash apply. Go check out the video on that site and then book a call with my team and see if now is the right time for you to jump in and start leveling up your business. These are the foundational steps needed in order to build any kind of business in the future. It will give you the tools, it will give you the money, it will help you build the stomach for risk, it'll help you build your confidence in yourself, and all of those things are necessary if you're going to go all in on investing in something that's more scalable. That's all I've got for you today. I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll be back next week with more no BS tips for your agency so you can find more profit, ease, and freedom. The No BS Agency podcast is produced by Yellow House Media. Coordinator is Lou Blazer. 
This episode is edited by Marty Seafelt. Creative direction by Sean and Tara McMullen. Our theme music is Knock 'em Down by The Shrugs. 